Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about axonix therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control, it gave me my life back. Axonix therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. It's time to get your life back. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Here's what's cooking on the day's sports stove local hour. We have on EKU linebacker Ubong Udom. And we're also going to talk about the Stephen F. Austin game and about the upcoming Sam Houston game. We're going to talk Kentucky and the loss to Tennessee and what's ahead for them. We're going to even talk some basketball because the season has started. That and just a little bit more. That's what's cooking on the day's sports stove local hour. Welcome in to the Sports Stove Podcast Local Hour presented by IPM Pest and Termites, Central Kentucky's Neighborhood Pest Professionals. Make sure you visit myipm.com. That's myipm.com to get more information about how they can take care of your spiders, your centipedes, your ants, your termites, your moles, your mice, all those little pests. They're there for you. It is a great staff. Locally owned and operated right here in Central Kentucky, and uh, the the gentlemen that are out servicing the houses, they show up when they say they're going to show up. They actually show up on time when they say they're going to be there, and the services are guaranteed. Uh, so make sure you reach out to them, myipm.com. Let them know you heard about them on the Sports Stove Local Hour. IPM Pest and Termites, Central Kentucky's neighborhood pest professionals. Speaking of pests. How about Stephen F. Austin? Tough game this weekend for the EKU football team. Coach Wells said he was not happy with the execution. Uh, there was a really rough start, and then they could just not catch up after that. Final score, Stephen F. Austin beats EKU 31-17. Parker McKinney ends the game 273 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. He led the team in rushing with 100 yards on 11 carries. Um, after him, though, you had Sloan with three touches for 18 yards. Uh, Dejan Hewitt, six carries, 12 yards. And uh, that's just not going to do it, right? <laughs> it's not going to work. Uh, McGlure had four carries for zero yards. 136 yards rushing, 100 of those from your quarterback, who is, as we've talked about before, and we've promoted his athleticism, but he's a pass-first quarterback, and um, that's not what you want. That's not going to help you win. Uh, these games. Mitchell had a decent game, eight catches, 69 yards. McGlure out of the backfield, four catches, 61 yards. Higgins, six for 54. They were able to shut down Wilcox with the exception of his one catch, which was a touchdown catch, by the way, for seven yards uh, there. Dakota Allen, three catches, 15 yards. Just did not go uh, the way 
They wanted it to go for sure. It was it was just not a very effective game, needless to say. Jaden Woods with a big interception, the sophomore out of Georgia, uh, had an interception. This is his second uh, interception of the season. But uh, Stephen F. Austin just came out uh, and started the game far better and ultimately held on to the lead the rest of the way. And uh, that game was a disappointment. There's no doubt about it. And as Coach said, and you'll hear in just a minute from Udong Udom, uh, that uh, the game did not go, obviously, as they wanted it to go. But don't look now. <laughs> Stephen F. Austin's in the rearview mirror, but Sam Houston is ahead. A huge game for EKU football. The loss to Stephen F. Austin will be easier to forget if you come up with a big win this week against Sam Houston. Sam Houston, the number one team in the nation. That's right. Number one team in the nation. They're running the ball for over 250 yards a game. Uh, they are scoring uh, 43 points a game. This team is incredibly good. And uh, they had a little bit of problem with, um, oh, who was it? Now I forget. Stephen F. Austin. They beat them 21 to 20. Um, and they also, Tarleton put up 27 on them. They still beat them 45 to 27. But nonetheless, uh, definitely Sam Houston is a team that you have to watch out for because they have an incredibly good team. They, their win margin is large and, of course, undefeated as well. Um, Central Arkansas played them tough. They lost uh, 45-35. Uh, that is Central Arkansas lost. Sam Houston won, of course. So uh, a big game ahead here, uh, and really, in my opinion, the running game is what you have to watch out for with the Sam Houston team, but they can do it all. Starting quarterback, I guess we should start there, Eric Schmidt. He's a junior out of Texas. Uh, he's got 1,600 yards on the season, 20 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So there is a big possibility uh, to get an interception this weekend. Ramon Jefferson, the junior running back out of New York, uh, 111 carries and 831 yards, eight touchdowns. Their backup running back, Smith, has four touchdowns. Quarterback has two. The backup quarterback has two. Um, you know they run a lot of this. Uh, you're going to see some read option. You're going to see some uh, quarterbacks moving and running the football as well. But they can also throw the ball. They've got two receivers with over 30 catches on the season. Uh, those same two receivers have 10 of the passing touchdowns or receiving touchdowns. Excuse me. Uh, there as well. Crest has four. Uh, Adaye has six. Ezard has. Four. Harvin has three, uh, and then they've also got a, the running back. Smith has two touchdowns, so that's five players with multiple touchdown catches on the season for Sam Houston. They are a team uh, that you have to play near perfect football to beat, and uh, coming off a rough one, and again, if you go back and watch the press conference with Coach Wells this week, uh, very discouraged about how they came out and played that game, and so they're going to have to be sharp this week and again, come out really perfect in this game. Uh, two wide receivers or two pass catchers, I should say, have more than one touchdown. That's Dakota Allen and then Higgins there, both of them with three touchdowns on the season. Wilcox leads the team with catches, 36 catches and yards, 322 yards, but only has the one touchdown, which he picked up this past week. And I don't think Edwards is going to be healthy for this game yet either. They could really use him. To, but Higgins, Mitchell, um, Smith have all been playing pretty good football. And every now and then, Court Sandberg comes in 
and has some opportunities as well. Out of the backfield, uh, still playing really good football. Uh, when it comes to the pass game, at least, McGlure's gotten involved uh, the most, I suppose, out of the backs. Um, but nonetheless, there is opportunity there, too. Defensively, they've been solid all season. Um, wasn't a great game for them this past week against Stephen F. Austin. They weren't the only reason the team lost, of course. Um, the offense kind of regressed this past week. But I really think they're going to come out ready to go against Sam Houston, and I'm excited about the opportunity there. Logic would say they're not going to beat Sam Houston, but from what we've seen from this team this year, if they come out and play the way they've played some of these games, there's going to be an opportunity for them uh, to win this game. I don't think it'll be a blowout. Um, I think Sam Houston will probably be favorited. I would assume they're going to be uh, double-digit favorites, maybe even 17-point favorites. I'm not sure, but uh, I think EKU can keep this close, and that's what it's about, keeping it close, keeping it in reach, and then take advantage of the opportunities, whether it be a big turnover, whether it be a big special teams play. You're going to have to do something special in this game, and uh, if they can keep it close, then that play can be what turns the game in EKU's favor. Well, I've got a special treat for you today, folks, and it is the EKU linebacker, Ubong Udom. Um, I'm telling you, watching him play is an absolute blast. He He's he's aggressive. He's in the backfield, it seems like, all the time, whether it be on run defense or rushing the quarterback. But obviously, he drops back in pass coverage, and we talk about that here in this interview. But a uh, real pleasure to, to talk with uh, Ubong and excited for you to hear it as well. Our interview today is presented by Bible Pathway Baptist Church in Richmond, Kentucky. Some big events going on this weekend, Friday. November the 12th, there's a free parenting seminar open to the public, um, and uh, you can come. It's going to start at 7 o'clock at Bible Pathway Baptist Church. It's located 464 Three Forks Road in Richmond. And uh, and so that event's going on Friday night, 7 o'clock, free parenting seminar. Then Saturday, noon to 3 at the church, they're having a family extravaganza. There will be inflatables, games, food. Um, a nice little bonfire, coffee, hot chocolate, all that good stuff. And uh, bring the kids out, bring the family out, and enjoy some time at Bible Pathway Baptist Church's family extravaganza, noon to three. Again, it's free and uh, just a chance for you to get the family out and have a good time. It's going to be cold on Saturday, uh, but it will be worth your time there as well. Just as Bible Pathway Baptist Church invites you to come visit them, we invite into the sports stove. Ubong Udom. We are joined now by EKU Colonel Ubong Udom. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Definitely. I'll tell you, um, I've been working on which guests I'm going to get on each week. And every every game that I've been at, which has been all the home games, um, I just I see you, it seems like, constantly in the backfield, <laughs> constantly back there getting pressure on the quarterback. You've got 30 tackles on the year, four tackles for loss, three sacks that have been credited to you, and then six quarterback hits as well. Uh, so how have you found the success this season? What What is it that is uh, attributing it to your, your success? Uh, really just uh, locking in to what the coaches are kind of buying in on us players. Um, I switched to this new position. This is my first time ever playing outside linebacker. Uh, my entire life. I was originally a D lineman. So dropping into coverage and things like that are are all new to me. But honestly, just uh, 
attacking it every day and listening to all the tips and pointers my coaches are giving me and just staying the course and attacking at getting better at the little things, um, I think has helped just staying consistent with my work and staying consistent with just trying to be better each week, um, I think has benefited me the most. Let's talk about that transition. At Central Missouri, you were all-conference first team as a defensive lineman. You had 10 sacks, I believe, your last season there at Central Missouri. Um, and so that transition to linebacker, you're still getting to do some of the same things you did as a defensive lineman. But like you said, you, you're transitioning into coverage now. Um, you know, you're, you're doing some different things. How hard was that transition or how easy was that transition? Um, it was a little difficult for me um, because I'm, I was so used to playing everything with inside the box. Now that I'm an outside backer, I got to go out and line up on slot receivers and kind of play into open space a lot more. So that's something I've been working on, improving at getting better uh, myself is just being able to be out in open space and still be able to make plays and make tackles and still do my job, I think was my biggest thing. Now, rushing the QB and playing the run game and stuff like that, that stuff's all the same as when it comes to being a D lineman, like you're in the trenches. But um, like I said, just with the coverage things and being able to drop back into coverage was something and being able to play well in space was something that I had to learn and attack at each day and get better and something that was a little challenging to me. Uh, when you get those little fast guys out in space, I never knew how hard it was when you got 10, 15 yards of space for them to run from being in the trenches and everything being within five yards. So that was kind of a tough transition for me, but I think I've worked on that and improved that throughout the year. Has there been a play this season where you line up, you look across, you go, oh boy, this is going to be tough. And next thing you know, the guy's behind you or something like that, where you're thinking, uh, I hope someone helps. Oh yeah, for sure. There's a, there's definitely a couple plays where I'm, I was kind of like, oh, I wasn't expecting that kind of shock. Has there has there been any plays this season where the guy get behind you, but Joseph Sales, Davion Ross, somebody else jumped the pass and ended up it didn't hurt you at all? Oh yeah, for sure. Those guys behind me are phenomenal. I know every week that I could trust them to pick up for me if I'm if I need help behind me or I need help somewhere on the field. I know 100 I could trust those secondary guys to make a play like they've been doing all season long. I think it's great. We've had. D linemen on, we've had linebackers on, we've had uh, DBs on. Actually, now that I say that, I don't think we've had D linemen. We've had linebackers and, and defensive backs on the show. And it seems like everybody passes credit. So Joseph Sales, Davion Ross, they both said, boy, the D line and the linebackers, they're getting at the quarterback, creating us opportunities. Other linebackers have said, yeah, the, the D line getting pressure has freed us up. The DBs behind us are protecting us. And there's that confidence level at each level of the defense it seems like you guys are very much unified, very much together, very much confident in each other's abilities to complement uh, each other. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I, I would say that that is very true. Our big thing uh, on defense is trusting the guys that are playing next to us. That's what coach is always preaching, that you do your job and trust that the other 10 are going to do their job. Just basically preaching, doing our 111. And I think throughout the season, we've progressed and been able to trust each other a lot more and been able to realize, like, hey, if this guy's supposed to be here, you know, I believe that he's going to be there. I think that's a confidence and a trust thing that we've been able to build throughout the season to where we can all play within the system and make our own plays but still be able to trust the guys next to us. Would you say that this team is unique in that compared to other teams you've been on? 
or do you think all locker rooms are relatively similar? Oh, no, for sure. I would say this defense is very unique. we got a lot of guys that are – there's a lot of playmakers on this defense. I've never been a part of a defense where there's so many guys that make plays. You know, at the Division two level, you kind of have your few standout guys on each side of the ball, and that's just who the guys are, and you got to stop them. But when I moved up to this level, I realized, like, all other ten guys are just as good as I am. So I think that's that was very unique for my transition up from D2 to D1 is everyone you're playing around and everyone you're going against. The competition level is just raised to the next level for sure. What went into your decision to come to EKU? Uh, my decision to come here, so I got recruited by Coach Hawkins, who was the D-line coach. And from the day I talked to him and the day I talked to Wells, uh, they kind of made it just seem like it was going to be a home, even though I only had – one year left of eligibility they still made it seem like i would come in here and be loved and no one was gonna kind of dwell on me for just coming in and leaving you know what i mean they kind of proved to me that i could be a big factor on this defense and come in and play actually right away and that was my big thing i didn't want to transfer and then not be able to get an opportunity you know what i mean and they preached as long as you come in here and you work and you do what you got to do then you're going to see the field and that was my biggest thing and I would give a lot of props to Coach Hawkins. He kind of, even though because of COVID, it was all over FaceTime and I never got to do a visit or anything, uh, Coach Hawkins stayed in contact with me and always checked up on me and seen how I was doing. And they always kept it real. There was no, they didn't try to tell me this to make me feel good or give me bull crap to, just to make me come. You know what I mean? It was all honesty and all truthful and love. And that kind of just made it feel like a home for me, which is why I chose. <laughs> Coach Hawkins is a great follow on social media, on Twitter. And if I remember right, his, his wife is too. I've tried to remember, uh, make sure I keep people straight, but I think they're both a fun fun follow on Twitter. Um, you guys got a big game coming up, and you're coming off of, uh, of a tough loss. Um, you guys haven't experienced a loss in about six weeks, five games, but six weeks total uh, since that heartbreaking loss at Indiana State. Uh, Stephen F. Austin didn't go the way that you wanted to go. Is there something that in that game that you've already seen from that game that is going to make you better for next week? Oh, yes, sir. So their biggest, our biggest thing uh, about that Stephen F. Austin loss was we really didn't think that we went down and played our best ball um, from the travel to getting off the bus to the warm-up. We just didn't play our best ball. And um, something that I've seen probably I would say, uh, I would say just probably the size of the O-linemen and the skill at the athletic positions. Um, it's going to be another thing that we're going to have to see this week and that we're going to have to stop. So um, really just playing, I guess, in my technique was something that I learned from this week that I want to go into next week. Uh, we had a hard time stopping the RPO this week. Uh, that was one of our big things that I'm guessing Sam Houston's going to carry over into this game to see if we kind of fixed. So that was really one of the big things uh, that I took away from this game that I want to take into next week was just being able to sit in that pass coverage a little bit longer before I try to trigger into run game and pass game rushing. Uh, just being that extra hel helmet to help out in the pass game to help those secondary guys. Sam Houston, who's number one in the nation in the FCS, uh, they average 253 yards per game running the football. You guys on the defense have held teams to 128 yards per game. So something's going to have to give this week. Um, I know Sam Houston's going to be a tough battle. Um, but what are you seeing from the film and your preparation for them 
uh, that you're looking for that gives you the optimism that this game is a winnable game for the Colonels? Uh, so basically in the film, like coaches have been breaking it down, obviously, since we uh, took that loss to Stephen F. Austin. And our big thing with uh, Sam Houston is they don't really have athletes that are just much better out of the water compared to everyone else. Like when you see a lot of teams that played them, they're in the game early, maybe the first half, and then Sam Houston kind of pulls away. So really from from the standpoint of how good they really are from film, I think that they just stick to the course and continue to do their job through all four quarters of the game. And they don't really lack in special teams or turn the ball over. They're good at protecting the ball. Yeah, but basically the big thing is is to just be able to play a full four quarters this week. We think that if we can line up and do our job for a full four quarters, we believe that we'll be able to come out with a win. And another big thing is we want to make – we've been preaching not to let this loss last week carry over into this week. Like we kind of got to flush it out of the window. It is what it is. We went down there. They had our number that game, but we kind of got to let that out of the window and take this week for what this week is. And our another big thing we've been preaching is we want to block out all the noise. So hearing that they're number one in the country and they average this many yards a game and this receiver does that and this running back does that, we want to block out all that noise and just go in and attack and play EKU football. And we think if we do that and we stay consistent um, with our performance throughout four quarters, and we should be just fine. And where I get my optimism from, my confidence that you guys can win this game is the way you guys came out after the Indiana State game and beat Austin P was a, to show that you guys were mature enough to move past a tough loss. And this game, you know, I talked with Joseph Sales, uh, uh, I think two weeks ago, but, you know, my point was is you guys, you're, you're almost going to be perfect in this game. I mean, the mistakes have to be sure. cut out. Um, and you mentioned it, all, all the phases, special teams, offense, defense, consistency is the key. Uh, for sure. Last thing I got for you, it won't it won't matter this week. But uh, does anybody give Coach a hard time about how slowly he runs down the hill at home? Oh, no, no one gives him a hard time. I haven't heard too much about that, but he's always preaching, make sure that no one falls down the hill. So I think he's just trying to be careful and double check and make sure that he's okay and not put up on ESP, not not top ten for falling down the hill pregame <laughs> go watch the film week one man he booked it down that hill week two much slower and, and it's been very slow ever since so um hey, it's maybe his body's watching. maybe his body's breaking down as the weeks go just like everyone else's that's playing <laughs> that could be it that could be it uh ubang udam he is uh outside linebacker for eku having a great season and an absolute blast to watch. Thank you so much for coming on the Sports Stove with us, and uh, good luck this week against Sam Houston. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ubong. And I told him before the we started recording the interview, I said, you have a great fighter name. If you're a boxer or uh, a UFC fighter, could you just imagine being announced into the ring? Ubong! Udom! But nonetheless... Uh, he's a football player, and we've got him at EKU this year, and we've sure loved watching him play and excited to see what's ahead for him. So thank you again, Udom, uh, uh, Udom for being U- Ubong Udom for being with us uh, here tonight in the Sports Stove, and we sure appreciate your time with us. And again, as always, we thank EKU for their help, and uh, what a great university to work with, and they've been gracious to us here at the Sports Stove, and, uh, and I sure appreciate them as well. Football season is winding down, right? We've got the game this week against Sam Houston, 
Then we've got the game against Jacksonville State to close out the regular season. While that's winding down, basketball season is just starting up. And game one of the uh, men's basketball season started Tuesday night against Georgetown. We're going to cover that. But first, we're going to have a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk EKU men's basketball and game one of the season. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and Termite today at myipm.com. That's myipm.com. Welcome back to the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by IPM Pest and Termite, Central Kentucky's neighborhood pest professionals. The EKU men's basketball team tipped off Tuesday night with a 93-63 victory over Georgetown College and a big first night, uh, 10 players getting opportunity to play for EKU. Excuse me, they actually extended that out. Uh, towards the end of the game. So 12 players got on the court uh, for EKU. They were led by Cooper Robb. He had 21 points, four rebounds, three assists. Michael Moreno, 15 points and nine boards. And uh, this team just continues to kind of add things up. Tariq uh, Bolligan with a uh, good night as well, 11 points, four rebounds. They actually were even on rebounds with Georgetown College, 35 apiece, uh, Georgetown uh, excuse me, EKU gave up 13 offensive rebounds, and um, Coach Hamilton not super excited about that, but he was excited about the final score, 93-63, uh, there to open up as a good first game. Uh, Coach Hamilton uh, shared a few thoughts after the game. He said uh, last year they were a good shooting team. This year they're a great shooting team, and so a lot of threes will be flying. He appreciated the fans, so they were great tonight as well. And, uh, and he mentioned a couple guys, Michael Moreno. He said he's a superstar. And uh, Moreno coming off an injury, did not start, but he was 6 of 8 from the field, 3 of 5 from the three-point line uh, as well. He looked great. Uh, and actually, he talked with us after the game as well. Uh, he talked about with the uh, the depth and just how each guy that comes on the court is confident when they get the ball and they're shooting and they're putting up points. And uh, each of these guys, are uh, just they're confident when they come in here because of the competition that they have during practice as well. Then another name that came up from multiple people, Michael Moreno, uh, Cooper Robb, and Coach Hamilton after the game was Deshaun Jackson. He's a freshman out of Lexington, and uh, Coach Hamilton says he's going to be a star here at EKU. He comes in, goes back-to-back threes, eight points total, three or four from the field. He added three rebounds and two assists as well in this game. Uh, Beverly into the game, 9.7 assists. Uh, there was an injury. Jansen Williams, he starts uh, here at EKU. He's the 6'9", 221 senior. 
Uh, got a nasty sprained ankle, came down on that ankle. And uh, and Coach Hamilton said he already knows for sure that he will miss Thursday's game. Of course, they should not need him in Thursday's game. But nonetheless, uh, he will not be there for Thursday's game against Ohio Valley. And uh, so that's that's already one injury. They did have some cramping up, and Coach talked about the need to make sure they get hydrated, stay hydrated. They hydrated those kinds of things as well. But a good start to the season. For the Eastern Kentucky men, the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. And uh, I'm looking forward to being in person, uh, hopefully on Thursday night, to watch both the uh, the women's basketball team as they tip off their first game under Coach, Coach Greg Todd. And then after that, the men's game as well, both of those uh, tipping off Thursday evening. So we'll be there for that. And hopefully having an article coming out on bellyupsports.com about the basketball team's uh, there as well. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, University of Kentucky and uh, all that's happened with them. And uh, first, though, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors. Built for the man on the go, the Compass by Law Terrain is primed to take on life's moments. From casually keeping time around the boardroom table to backing you up in tough terrain, style and function go hand in hand with this wristwatch that offers dependability under any circumstance. The sporty nature of a chronograph pairs well with a variety of leather and nylon straps and bands to complete any look. Reliable, versatile, great looking, and easy to wear every day. All Law Terrain watches are backed with an international 24-month warranty to protect against any manufacturer issues. We stand behind our products because we know they are built to high expectations. Visit law-terrain.com and use code SPORTSSTOVE for 10% off. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and Termite today at myipm.com. That's myipm.com. Welcome back to the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by IPM Pest and the Termite, Central Kentucky's neighborhood pest professionals. What a stretch of football games for the Kentucky Wildcats. It has not gone as, gone as planned since the Georgia game. Uh, of course, they lost the Georgia 30-13. to Then they go to Mississippi State, lose that game 31-17. Then they're home against Tennessee, which at kickoff, Tennessee was favored in this game. And I said, why in the world is Tennessee favored on the road against a ranked opponent? Well, I guess we saw why. 45-42, Tennessee beats Kentucky at Kroger Field. Uh, my goodness, what in the world happened to this Kentucky team? It's not even the team, it's the defense. What happened to the defense? They were a no-show early on against Tennessee. They uh, The offense made it a game late for Kentucky. But the way this game started, my goodness, what in the world happened? Tennessee uh, was able to put up two touchdowns in the first quarter. Then Kentucky outscored them 14-10 to in the second quarter. And at that time, it was 21-24 at the half. Both teams scored two touchdowns in the third and two and one touchdown in the fourth, where the final score, 
uh, 42, Tennessee winning this game. Uh, of course, you had the uh, questionable call, um, if you could put it that way. That definitely hurt Kentucky on their final drive. But you cannot say that that game was won or lost by one call. And that did not help. Don't get me wrong. But uh, this was a game where Kentucky just waited too long to really get going. That first half really, really hurt Kentucky. And uh, they even had the lead at one point, right, in the second quarter. They were up 21-14, and then Tennessee scored 10 unanswered. Um, The offense played really well at the end of the day for Kentucky, but the defense didn't show up. Uh, Not to belabor the matter too much, you've got three games left in the season. Vanderbilt this week, New Mexico State the following week, and Louisville the last week of the season. Um, You know, (laughs) Vanderbilt, Kentucky's a 21-point favorite over Vanderbilt. They should blow them out of the water. New Mexico State, they're 1-8 and on the season. Kentucky should blow them out of the water. Then the Louisville game, that one gets really interesting. I think it's at Louisville, uh, which won't help. Kentucky should be favored. Kentucky is better than Louisville. They should win that game. But I think at this point you have to question, will they, just based off of the last two weeks that we saw them against Tennessee and Mississippi State. You throw out the Georgia game. You're allowed to lose to the number one team overall. You weren't expected to win that game, Um, even though some fans had high hopes that they would. Logical thinking said, no chance at all against Georgia. So then you come out of that Georgia game, and we told everyone after that Georgia game, Kentucky's going to lose one more. Whether it be Mississippi State or Tennessee, they will lose one of those two games. They end up losing both of those games. Mississippi State, you say, well, it's on the road, so um, you know maybe. But but then against Tennessee at home, there's no excuse for it. You know, maybe Mississippi State game, you think, well, coming off the the kind of the beatdown they took at Georgia, didn't play well against Georgia. You know, they just didn't recover from that one, maybe. But again, <laughs> then then you go to have Tennessee come to town, an unranked Tennessee, a Tennessee that is rebuilding you got to win those games. And those are the games that historically Kentucky has lost. And it appears that they're back at that too. You had the big win over Florida early in the season. That got everybody really pumped. And really the opportunity was there for Kentucky to have a historic season. Then they go out and handle LSU, no problem. Again, you throw out the Georgia game, you're supposed to lose that one. But then you shouldn't have lost Mississippi State and Tennessee. They lose them both. Now, if Vanderbilt hangs with Kentucky this week, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? Are they going to be calling for someone to get fired, uh, whether it be Stoops or, or other defensive assistants or whatever it may be? I don't know. But this Kentucky crew, they've got to get it together and quickly. They should have no issues these next two weeks. And then that brings you to the end of the season against Louisville. We'll talk about that one as we get closer to that game. But a rough outing for Kentucky and uh, and how that ends uh, this weekend, we will see. Uh, Kentucky opens the basketball season Tuesday night. As of this recording, they haven't tipped off yet. I'm an old geezer. I have to get my sleep, so I'm not going to have that final score for you, uh, but I'm sure you can find it all by yourself. Uh, let's give you a quick prediction for this week's games. EKU on the road to Sam Houston. I'm going to say Sam Houston wins this game, uh, and I'm going to say probably by, I'll say 10, but I think, again, Eastern, depending on how they start the game, they have a real opportunity uh, to do some 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 damage there to them. And then Kentucky versus Vanderbilt. Kentucky's a 21-point favorite. They have to cover. They can't just win this game. They have to blow out Vanderbilt. And I 
man, if they don't, I will be shocked. Uh, needless to say, there. Uh, congrats to the EKU men on winning game number one. I will be at the games uh, Thursday, women's game and the men's game. Looking forward to seeing it in person. And if you're in the area, why don't you come out and watch as well? Big games for Eastern Kentucky this weekend. Let's continue to cheer them on and support them. We sure appreciate uh, that. Uh, again, a reminder to visit myipm.com. If you have bug issues in your house and you're in central Kentucky, why not use Central Kentucky's Neighborhood Pest Professionals? IPM Pest and Termite, a great company. Make sure you let them know you heard about them from the Sports Stove Local Hour. Thank you to Bible Pathway Baptist Church. Don't forget this weekend, Friday, free parenting seminar at 7 o'clock. Saturday, uh, family extravaganza, inflatables, games, food, uh, bonfire, coffee, uh, hot chocolate. All the good stuff is there from noon to 3 at Bible Pathway Baptist Church in Richmond, Kentucky. Thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's episode or today's episode, whatever you're listening, of the Sports Stove Local Hour. Until next time, we'll see you 